Welcome to the Basana Health and Wellness Podcast. At Basana Health, we focus on whole body wellness, connecting physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. We are wellness collaborators with our members, and we embrace our community partnerships. Basana Health promotes holistic and functional care while focusing on transformative lifestyle changes. Welcome to our podcast, where you can take a virtual step towards optimizing your own health and wellness. Welcome everyone to our virtual wellness session. Today, we're gonna be talking about carbohydrates, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So who is this webinar for? Pretty much anybody that's looking to increase vitality, decrease illness, improve energy, enhance mental clarity, have optimum health, this webinar is for you. And obviously, if you're wanting to learn more about carbohydrates, this webinar is for you. So over the next 30 to 45 minutes, we'll talk about carbohydrates, why they're important for the body, and which ones are important to choose. For those that don't know about Basana or myself, I'm Farah Butts. I'm the Certified Functional Medicine Practitioner here at Basana. And at Basana Wellness, we have lots of great ladies that we work with. We focus on optimal health and wellness. We do a lot with hormone replacement therapy using the bioidentical hormones. And we also have recently started doing a lot more with IV nutrition therapy. And we're hoping in the next short while to start incorporating lots more great things from a wellness perspective. For those that don't know what functional medicine is, functional medicine is a natural practice that's focused on discovering the underlying causes of illness and digging down into the root cause. So rather than just looking at it one dimensionally, we try to look from a more holistic perspective and look at every every layer of the body and every option of the body. With functional medicine, we focus a lot on lifestyle medicine. We look at sleep and rest, nutrition and hydration, exercise and movement, stress transformation and restoration, social connections and relationships. We like doing a whole mind-body connection and looking at every layer of the body. With functional medicine, we also do a lot with functional nutrition. And that's where this carbohydrate lecture will fall into is the functional medicine idea. And with functional medicine, we like to focus on the patient and what foods work best for that individual. As with health, nutrition is the same way. What works for one person may not work for another. So one person that may find success on a keto diet may not work for another person or someone that's eliminating carbohydrates may actually feel worse than somebody that is incorporating carbohydrates. So we really like to focus the nutrition on what works best for that person. And with functional nutrition, we really like to focus on foods that help to optimize your health and wellness and reduce illness and disease. I don't know about you, but there is so much confusion out there. When you go online and Google anything, you can get support or confliction against pretty much anything. If you Google carbohydrates, you'll find tons of research why carbohydrates are good for you. And you'll find lots of reasons why carbohydrates are not good for you. So I think the more education and knowledge that you can have on things helps to lessen the confusion 
and then helps people to target what they're eating to what works best for them. So hopefully with this lecture, I won't add to the confusion, but hopefully we'll bring some clarity to carbohydrates. As with many things, carbohydrates are good in moderation. All things are usually good in moderation. There was actually a Harvard study recently done with 15,400 people that found that diets that included a moderate amount of carbohydrates, 50% or greater of calories that were carbohydrates, lived four years longer than people who ate low carb diets. So if their diets had 40% of their calories from carbohydrates or less. And then they also found that those that ate carbohydrates in moderation lived a year longer than people with high carb intakes. So basically what it was saying was the sweet spot was having that moderation of 50% of the calories being from carbohydrates, not too much and not too little. So what are carbohydrates? Carbohydrates are those foods that are converted to sugar or glucose with digestion. And carbohydrates are important because they're an immediate source of energy for the body. Muscles specifically use carbohydrates as their main source of fuel. And carbohydrates help us to regulate fat and they even help us to metabolize proteins. And a key thing that carbohydrates are important for are improving our mood and our focus. When we talk about carbohydrates, there's four different categories that we'll take a look at. And these include sugars, oligosaccharides, starches, and fibers. We'll look at sugars first. <clears throat> these are the most common carbohydrates that people know of. And these are your simple sugars. So glucose, sucrose, fructose, lactose, and sorbitol. And these are the sugars that are found in fruits, vegetables, and milk. And oftentimes sugars can be hidden in products with people not realizing when they're looking at an ingredient list that the fructose or sorbitol is actually adding sugar into the diet. So it's important to know that sugar comes in many forms and has many different names. When we talk about sugar, we often talk about refined sugars. And these are the sugars that are processed. <clears throat> and the reason why they're refined is because they're removing all of the nutrient content from the sugars. And these are the sugars that are found in desserts, snack foods, sodas, cookies, pastries, ice cream, candy, pretty much those carbohydrates that you don't want in your diet. And the reason why we don't want these refined sugars is we're not gaining any nutritional content from them and they're really doing more harm than they are doing good to the body. When you think about sugar, oftentimes it's good to look at what types of sugars are coming in drinks. The recommended sugar intake for women is roughly six teaspoons a day. And if you look at this diagram, one 16 ounce Snapple lemon tea has 10.5 teaspoons of sugar in it. Obviously that's not a sugar-free version, but if you consider that the recommended full daily intake of sugar is six teaspoons, and in that one drink, you're almost doubling your daily intake. So that would mean for the remainder of the day, you wouldn't have any additional sugar added into your diet. So it's important to look at drinks 
and seeing how much sugar is in there because it's a quick way to add a lot of unneeded sugar to the body. Second type of carbohydrates are oligosaccharides. And these are what are known as a complex carbohydrate. And oligosaccharides are often called prebiotics and they actually work to promote a healthy bacteria in the gut. And these can be found in onions, leeks, garlic, legumes, wheat, asparagus, artichokes, jicama. And obviously these are actually good for you. So this is a good type of carbohydrate, though most people tend to eat them in small quantities. Eaten in large quantities can sometimes cause some upset to the stomach, but they are actually a beneficial carbohydrate for the body. The most common type of carbohydrate in our diet is starches. And starches are quickly digested by the body and rapidly raise the body's blood sugar. Starches can be found in vegetables like russet potatoes, corn, peas, It's often found in grains like wheat, oat, barley, and white rice, and often in beans. When we talk about starches or grains specifically, just like refined sugar, there's also refined grains. And refined grains are hard on the body because again, they're taking out that important nutrient content of the grain and what's left is just a byproduct. And that's where we're getting the white flour, pastas, pastries, white rice, desserts, breakfast cereal. So these starches are a type of carbohydrate that we really don't want in the body because it's causing our blood sugar to rise rapidly. And when we have that rapid blood sugar rise, there's often a number of health issues that can result from that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute here. The fourth type of carbohydrates that we talk about is fiber. And fiber is another car carbohydrate that we do want in the body. And there are two different types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. Soluble fiber can be found in oat bran, nuts, seeds, beans, apples, strawberries. And the soluble fiber is important to the body. It helps attract water to our digestive system. It aids in digestion. It helps the body to excrete toxins. And it also helps our blood sugar to remain steady in the body. Insoluble fiber can be found in foods such as couscous, brown rice, wheat bran, vegetables like carrots or zucchini or celery. And insoluble fiber is good for the body as it's known as a bulking agent. So again, this helps bring fiber, bringing this bulking to the digestive system, keeps us from being constipated and helps us to have a regular bowel system. And this regular bowel movements helps to sweep debris from the intestine. So fiber is a key carbohydrate that's important for the body, aiding in digestion and overall health of the body. When we talk about carbohydrates, an important thing to know is something that's called glycemic index. And it correlates with something that's also known as glycemic load. And the two of them work hand in hand. Glycemic index is a way of measuring how quickly a food is gonna spike your blood sugar. 
When you measure your blood sugar, for example, people that are diabetic, when they do a finger poke stick and measure their blood sugar, they're testing what the level is of that blood sugar. And glucose is rated at 100. So pure glucose, pure sugar is 100. So the glycemic index is a scale that goes from zero to 100. And foods are rated on this glycemic index scale as to how quickly they rise the blood sugar. So foods that are low on the glycemic index scale will release blood sugar in the body slow and steady and keep it at a consistent level. Whereas foods that are high on the glycemic index scale cause a rapid increase in blood sugar in the body. And then often shortly thereafter, a rapid decline in blood sugar. So this little graph here shows you different types of glycemic index in foods. Again, blood sugar is rated at 100. So if you look over to the left at white bread in that bottom left corner, white bread, when eaten, it has a glycemic index of 100. So if you think of blood glucose rated at 100, and then this white bread at 100, essentially when you are eating a piece of white bread, you are eating sugar. And I know we talk about that white bread doesn't have a lot of nutritional content, but it's rated at 100 because it's rated at the highest it can be on that glycemic index. So when we eat a white bread sandwich, the blood sugar will rapidly spike because it has the exact level as that blood sugar. And then again, it will rapidly decline. Whereas if you look at broccoli, Broccoli has a glycemic index of 15. So when eaten, it would have a very low glycemic index. The blood sugar would rise slow and steady and maintain a steady rate. Most vegetables have a very low glycemic index and often have a low glycemic load. I want you to take a look also at, on that far side with the starches, a regular baked potato. So this is gonna be your farm-grown russet potato, baked potato. It has a glycemic index of 85. So pretty high on that glycemic index level. It's gonna spike the blood sugar really quickly. I'm gonna move over into the glycemic load. And glycemic load correlates with glycemic index. The two work together on that blood sugar. And the way that the glycemic load difference is it's measuring the amount of digestible carbohydrates. So what it's doing is it's taking the total carbohydrates minus the food. So it's looking at that carbohydrate that remains and what is the impact that that carbohydrate is gonna have on the blood sugar. So foods that are lower on the glycemic load are going to have a lower impact on your blood sugar. And foods with lower glycemic load take a longer time to digest. So the longer that they're digesting and the slower rise of the blood sugar, the more steady it keeps your body in a state of improved health. So if we take a look at this chart again, that's looking at glycemic load. If you look on the low end, which is where you want to be, you wanna stay in that zero to 10 under 15 range for the glycemic load. For example, the carrots have a glycemic load of two. And even though they might be more of a moderate range on the glycemic index number, because their glycemic load is so low, 
the body actually takes a long time to digest it because they're so full of fiber and, and nutrient contents that it keeps the blood sugar at a steady rate. If you look over to the right on that high glycemic load, which is gonna be greater than 20, again, that baked potato shows up. So the baked potato had a really high glycemic index of 85, and it also has a very high glycemic load. So when we're eating a baked potato, even though it may seem to be a healthy carbohydrate for many, because it's quite a fairly common staple in most diets, eating that baked potato is going to rapidly spike the body and the body will rapidly digest it. Oftentimes when we talk about those highly refined, highly processed foods, one of the reasons why people often gain weight when this is a key staple in their body is they tend to eat more than the person that has the foods with lower glycemic index and lower glycemic load. If you think about eating a big salad full of lots of vegetables cut up, oftentimes people will remain full for longer and not feel hungry shortly after. Whereas if you compare it to say, a baked potato or a meal that has a lot of pasta, that white pasta, or maybe a white rice meal, <clears throat> or even French fries and a hamburger. Oftentimes, after eating high glycemic, high glycemic index and high glycemic load foods, shortly after people feel hungry again. So I'm going to eat maybe a fast food pizza and I'm full for an hour or two, and then all of a sudden I'm hungry again. So now maybe I'm gonna start snacking on potato chips or something that's less healthy because that glycemic index and glycemic load was so high, the food is rapidly digested and moves quickly through the body. And at the same time, the blood sugars are spiking and crashing to where I feel like I have to eat things to again, make me feel full or even help me to feel like I'm getting more energy. So we really want to focus on those foods that have the low glycemic index and also a low glycemic load. So why does our body need carbohydrates? Many of the um, literature or kind of the common thoughts with some people is that the body doesn't need any carbohydrates. The body does in fact actually need carbohydrates. And this is because carbohydrates are the body's main source of energy. It's the body's key fuel source. When we talk about energy, obviously we need energy to pretty much function. We want to have high energy so that we can be at optimal performance, think clearly, feel like we're operating at the best that we can. And the biggest consumers of glucose in our body are the brain and our muscles. The brain uses 120 grams of glucose daily just to function. In the absence of good carbohydrates, the body will use protein and fat for energy. And this is often where folks that are talking about a ketogenic diet will jump in and say that ketogenic diet is good because it actually will burn fat instead of the sugar. And for many people, a ketogenic diet is a good diet. It initially was started for people that had brain type issues like seizures, 
my niece does this pretty strong ketogenic diet because she has a history of seizures and her seizures are controlled if she sticks with the pretty strict ketogenic diet. And in that sense, her body's using the fats instead of the carbohydrates. But not every body does well with a ketogenic diet. And often a truly strict ketogenic diet is very hard to maintain. And for the muscles, we want to have good protein in the body. The body needs strong muscles. It needs a lot of protein in the body to stay strong. We want our muscles to be at optimum health because it keeps us living longer, healthier. So when we don't have a lot of carbohydrates in the body and our body starts using that fat, it also starts using protein for fuel. So somebody that's strict, 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 no carbohydrates may notice that they actually start having muscle loss because the body is then burning that protein from the muscles to get the energy. So we really want to have that moderation and still have the body have good carbohydrates because we want to have peak energy and peak performance as long as we can. So let's get down to the nitty gritties. What are the good, the bad, and the ugly with carbohydrates? With the good carbohydrates, we want to make sure that we're eating those foods that are nutrient dense, high in fiber, low on the glycemic index, low on the glycemic load, and preferably complex carbohydrates. We want to focus on fresh whole fruits, fresh whole vegetables, legumes, beans, lentils, whole grains, brown rice. Quinoa is an excellent source of carbohydrates that has multiple different uh, ways that you can cook it. And it's a great nutrient dense product to eat. Pure oats are great for eating, not the fast ones that you get in the pre-made packages because oftentimes those have tons of loaded sugars with it. But if you can cook healthy whole oats, they're a great carbohydrate. Lots of seeds, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds. These are all great for the body. Excellent sources of fiber, high nutrients. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are an excellent swap for people that really like to have those russet potatoes. They do have a much sweeter flavor. And actually, it's been said that they're not a true potato, more maybe along the squash family, but they're an excellent replacement for regular potatoes. Walnuts, almonds, hazelnuts, lots of great options with nuts also for carbohydrates. So we really do want to have good carbohydrates in our diet. Even folks that like to stick with more of a ketogenic diet, if they include those fresh whole vegetables and fresh whole fruits, it is actually an excellent source of carbohydrate with the body or for the body. Now we kind of classify these as the bad. They're, these are the types of carbohydrates that you want to eliminate or limit in your diet. And the bad carbohydrates are those that are not so great on the nutrient content. They have low fiber. They might sit on that medium chart of the glycemic index and maybe a little bit higher on the glycemic load. And they often are those with the high starch content. So these are the ones like corn, white rice, russet potatoes, breakfast cereals, bagels, muffins, white bread, 
refined pasta, those instant noodles. With all of these that are falling into that bad category, there's lots of great swaps that can replace some of those that are often a better choice with higher nutrient content. For example, like we talked about swapping that russet potato with the sweet potato. And with pastas, there's often lots of options from a vegetable perspective. So there's lots of veggie pastas. There's also lentil pastas, bean pastas. It does take a little bit of getting used to because it does have a different taste flavor palette. But knowing that these aren't that great for the body, if you can slowly start incorporating and making changes and eliminating these bad carbohydrates, or at least limiting them, then you'll find that your health improves in the long run for doing that. And then we talk about the ugly carbohydrates. These are those carbohydrates that you really do want to eliminate from your diet. They're the ones that have zero nutrients, no fiber. They sit very high on that glycemic index and high on the glycemic load. They're often highly refined and highly processed. So that's going to include things like cakes, cookies, most of your packaged snack foods, often the pastries or bakery items. Like we talked about soda has tons of sugar and no nutrient content. Even processed fruit juices, people often think, oh, well, I'm drinking a glass of apple juice or I'm drinking a glass of orange juice. They often have a lot of those hidden sugars added into them. So it's important to take a look at labels and see what's being added into your foods. And like we talked about, sometimes thinking that the healthier, quick, pre-packaged foods, like a pre-packaged oatmeal, you really just want to pay attention to what's in the ingredient list and make sure that you're not getting a lot of added sugars into that. So many people that like carbohydrates often say, well, what the heck can I eat then? There's a lot of great websites out there that have tons of free recipes. Many people love Pinterest for this idea. And also Instagram has lots of great uh, recipe ideas. Quinoa is probably one of my favorite carbohydrates. We eat it for breakfast. We eat it lunch, dinner, in multiple different recipe combinations. It's an excellent grain to add into salads or even as a replacement for oatmeal in the morning, you can add raisins and cinnamon. One uh, breakfast that we do like to do all the time is overnight oats. We add chia seeds, some almond milk, fruit. We often will add almond butter to it. And then for pastas, we used to eat a ton of pasta. And we've recently done a lot of swaps with that. We, instead of having spaghetti, we'll do spaghetti squash, where you cook it and then shred it. And even adding the tomato uh, sauce on top of that. Or we'll take broccoli, cooked broccoli, and then adding the spaghetti sauce on top of the cooked broccoli, which my husband thought was bizarre, but it actually tastes really good. Even our kids liked it. <clears throat> but if you Google or search on Instagram or Pinterest for low carbohydrate meals, you'll often get great recipes that allow that. So just 
take a look out there and see what options are there because there are some excellent recipes with those good carbohydrates that you want to include in your diet. Black beans is another one that's a really great, good carbohydrate to add into your diet. That also can add some extra fiber and even protein. When you add it with rice, it becomes a complete carb or a complete protein. So what's the number one tip for choosing the right carbohydrate to, to eat? If you focus on those clean, healthy, whole foods that are low on the glycemic index and low on glycemic load, then you, you really can't go wrong with that type of carbohydrate. And we like to say that food is medicine. The healthier you can eat with your foods, the healthier your body will be in the long run. And we always like to say at Basana that it's never too early or too late to work towards being the healthiest you. The healthier you can eat and the better choices you make with your food, you will find you will have more optimal health. So our next webinar is gonna be in May, May 20th. And we're gonna talk about getting to the root cause of hair loss. Lots of people recently have noticed that they're losing more hair. And it's been a big topic that many of our patients and clients have brought up. So we figured we would have a little conversation about that next month and getting to the root cause of hair loss. If you're interested in joining in that webinar, you'll be able to register at basanainstitute.com. We're always available here at Basana if you like to reach out to us feel free to check out our website at basanawellness.com. And you can always email us any questions at info at basanawellness.com. Basana Health and Wellness Podcast is brought to you by Atagi Plastic Surgery and Atagi Skin Aesthetics. Check us out at atagimd.com. A-T-A-G-I-M-D.com. We offer plastic surgery skin aesthetics, non-surgical treatments, and hormone therapy. Some of the many things we offer include Botox, dermal fillers, Exilis skin tightening, Kybella, skin aesthetics, all therapy, Vanquish fat reduction, PRP hair restoration, PRP breast lift, and hormone health. Follow us on our website at atagimd.com to learn about all of our specials and events each month. Some of our specials include monthly discounts off products and services or wrinkle-free Wednesdays. Check us out at atagimd.com.